Hi, this is Kyo, and you're listening to the podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, and as you could hear, we have Kior in the room. I don't have T with me in the room, but his new uh, album is called Tea Room. <laughs> and uh, did you prefer that? No, I know that intro for sure. No, I made it up on the spot. I swear. Um, this is live. Wow, <laughs> you're a professional. Yes, Tea Room, the third Kior album. Um, and it's different, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those uh, um, for for those listeners who haven't heard about Kior before, why don't you introduce yourself and this musical project uh, to our listeners? Um, where you're coming from, where you started, and how you ended up with uh, in the tea room now? <laughs> Man, Kior started with a bunch of ideas that I had in the back of my mind while I was playing in um, already in a progressive rock band in high school. And um, I started doing my first record, Hive Mind, just because I wanted to get it out of my head and uh, with no ambition or anything. Um, yeah. It was an accumulation of stuff that I just had to record at some point and make a statement. And I did that. And then more stuff happened in my life and I felt the need to do it a second time with Petrica. And um, at some point it just became obvious that this was the stuff that was driving my life. And so I just kept doing these records. And the last one is, uh, is the new... Um, the new, I would say it's the sort of checkpoint. It's, um, it's stuff accumulates in my mind and I'm thinking about who I am and, and, uh, what I represent. And at some point I got to put it into shape and make a record out of it. Nothing more. So a hive mind was released in 2016 and the, the, so for more Petricor in 2018, and I think I remember uh, specifically when that album dropped in, I think in around December 2018, um, it, it created quite a buzz in the scene already, in the underground prog scene. So was, yeah. was, that, was that kind of a turning point where you saw that um, your music is resonating with people and that it... it you, you you struck a nerve somehow look it was more than that it was um it was actually the point where i realized i was a musician <laughs> wow yeah because up to that point um it was just it's something i do against the ties because i don't have like a record deal or a team or anything i've got responsibilities i'm trying to survive i'm trying to to, to make a living uh, when I was doing Petrica, I was uh, in university. I was studying audio engineering, but you know, it's not like I have a schedule for doing these things. So, so 
is just the stuff that I did in my bedroom up to Upechika. And when I was um, starting to get feedback from my friends uh, on the stuff that I was doing and that I have to find money to pay the mastering engineer and, and all those stuff, that's started to that's when it started to click in my mind that I started you know considering myself as a proper musician Mm -hmm. um and then people liked it Mm -hmm. which I did not expect (laughs) at all it was just look man I was so depressed when uh, when I started making Petschka that I was convinced not it's not like I had like I was doubting my capacity to to finish the record is it was a certainty in my mind that I would never be able to do any kind of music again. So, but I did it. And that was the first surprise. And the second was, you know, people kind of liked it (laughs) with prox knob and the, and the, the images and words, uh, discord, uh, people started sharing it around and uh, I sold some copies and, uh, it was highly unexpected, especially considering. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's a particularly original album, but it combined, you know, stuff that that we like, that the community likes. Yeah. Like the the video game stuff and the the fantasy and the uh, and uh, the you know the the, the Tim Burton sort of stuff yeah. uh, mixed in with um, some music musically. Musically, Petricor uh, was my introduction to Kior um, because it was shared around in these groups. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, this for me, this record has something truly some 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 magic aura or or some it 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 has a magic feel that that few records possess. and 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 I uh, get it, for example, from Grace for Drowning as well, from uh, Stephen Wilson, obviously. Um, that is mm-hmm. like a kind of similar um, magical magic, uh, so, you know, in a, in a Harry Potter sense somehow. Yeah. Um, so so this is the, 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 the mood and atmosphere I get from it. And I, and I was also quite intrigued by the kind of symmetrical nature as you have these the, long, mm. the longest tracks on the beginning and, and the end. And then the middle long tracks uh, in the yeah, and then in the very middle you have this odd one out, this this uh-huh. Disney um, um, waltz with Snivel by the pond. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely fell in love with the record, and I still play it um, continuously, um, or, or I keep coming back uh, to it. Um, now a couple of years. Yeah, have... on that, if I, if I if I may make a point before we move on to tea room, I imagine absolutely. Um, yeah, go ahead. I uh, I suspect the reason why um, Petschka was uh, impacted by this sort of magic aura is is highly tied to my childhood. I, each one of those records um, depicts a a different version of how I see myself, mm-hmm. and the first one. Hive Mind had the, the sort of um, um, esoterical, um, dark, sort of lost in the woods feeling, which is the way I felt as a teenager. And with Petrica, it has a sort of uh, psychoanalytic quality, 
where lots of stuff that I'm talking about is um, about my family later in my life, especially my mom. And I'm reliving uh, older experiences. Snivel by the Bund is the greatest example of these because I literally felt as a child um, singing those lyrics. And the, the way I made my fun as a kid was fantasy stuff and, and playing in the forest and <laughs> those types of stuff. So that's how Petrica ended up sounding like. And as a transition to what we're going to talk about now, in each one of those uh, cover arts, there's a, there's a character in the center. And so the first one is a sort of alchemist, very like far away from me figure. The second is a kid and it's definitely me. It's, it's definitely because I'm reliving these experiences as a kid. And that's why there's a kid on, 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 on the Petrica cover. And the last one is literally me. There's a picture of me on Tea Room. And that's why it feels different because this one is truly personal. Like when I say I in that record, it's like me now. Okay. And that's the first time that I felt like embodying my music to that degree. And wow. Yeah, that, um, that's a fiction for me on Tea Room. Looking, looking at the musical progression um, before we dive into the into the um, lyrical and philosophical themes, uh, which uh, seem to be quite deep um, on the first look. Um, in Hive Mind, uh, you, you, you mentioned the the alchemist and the and the um, all, all this fantasy stuff, and um, I'm. You, on this album, there's you know there's a lot of psychedelic bass grooves and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then with Petricor, we had this porcupine tree opeth uh, kind mm. of um, familiar prog sound, um, and also some more um, uh, songwriting wise, uh, so, some like songwriting structures were kind of kind of familiar, even though you 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 um there were some some parts where you where you were breaking them up and 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 trying something different both in structure and in and in 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 in, in the sound design i would say um a, a very prominent example would be of course the 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 ending of the last song uh, abyssal bloom with a with a with a Quite empty blast beats, so to speak, which uh, became became quite mm. quite famous and and talked talked about a lot. Um, and now with Tea Room, having listened to it twice, <laughs> um, I I feel that now that you 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 kind of establish yourself with with Petricor in the scene uh, with these familiar sounds. Uh, with Tea Room, you're just um, throwing everything out of the window and doing something crazy and like dis <laughs> dis disregarding any uh, um, traditional song structures and stuff, which is yeah. which I find quite uh, quite daring. Um, so yeah. uh, so I'm very very um, curious about your the songwriting process and 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 how how you allowed yourself so to speak to come up with these weird ideas and these weird song successions or or like within a song have different uh parts that could be ambient or even uh, you know a conversation and spoken words and all mm. that hey 
two things. First, I don't exactly agree with, um, with the idea that it's completely throwing the, the, the traditional song structure out. Okay, fair enough. That's good. Because, you know, <laughs> I know it gives you that impression, but if you listen, Blossom is definitely a, um, a verse, pre-chorus, chorus, like intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus. That is the, verse, the pre-chorus, first single. chorus, and then an ending. <laughs> Warlike is the exact same thing. It starts with a chorus, verse, chorus, verse, and then it goes into a psychedelic stuff. That's the first time it kind of, you know, um, breaks free. Then um, took a nap is the exact same. It's still a chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bass stuff. Underworld, same thing. Learning God is more of a, a traditional prog epic. Um, but still, I know it gives you the impression of being completely like out of out of tracks for for the the entirety of the album and it's because it's conceived as a 30 minute track yeah and could could very well be and, and man, of course i don't course... know why the uh, the entirety of the album uh, came to me in about two months um little less than two years ago and i had it all written on paper and drawn before i even started demoing I had drawings for the entirety of the album and and images and sound in my head of the entirety of the songs with the, the whole orchestration and everything. I should show you one day if um, if I if I find the sheets again. I had the like the, the entire thing planned out wow. with uh, uh, drawings for the drum beats and uh, and the the the. the the guitar chords and the orchestral stuff and the psychedelic stuff, everything planned out. And each time I was thinking about like a new song came to my mind. It was an extension of the previous one, but in a completely different vocabulary. Like you have Warlike is the sort of Hans Zimmer, uh, epic drum sort of the tribal stuff. Then we have Tukanap, which is more like a Disney sort of uh, orchestral stuff and with a sort of jazz ballad in the middle. And But all those stuff came to my mind as a continuation of, of right. each other and came um, in that order. Blossom, Warlight, mm-hmm. Tukanap, Underworld, Learning God. And uh, and then the last one, I Am Kyo, I had the idea for in my birthday, on my birthday, <laughs> uh, which is a... Yeah, we can get into the philosophical stuff later if you if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, l- l- let's let's stay yeah. w- stay with the music uh, a, a bit. Sure. Um, like uh, sonically, what might might have been Steve Wilson and Porcupine Tree for Petricor, the 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 only um, like direct influence I would feel, and that is also mostly for some specific vocal harmonies would be Devin Townsend, actually. Of course, of course. <laughs> I'm a huge Devin fan. And um, and at that point, he's, he's pretty much the, the, the last um, metal artist and, and progressive artist in the general sense that I listen to on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, Opeth and, and Stephen Wilson and, and, and these guys that have a that had a huge influence on me and still have, I listen to much less often. Mm-hmm. But 
but Devi, yeah, still. <laughs> so there's definitely a huge influence of him on 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 the new record. And um, matter of fact, when I was starting to imagine Tea Room, which was yeah, two years ago, he uh, he came up with M- Empath mm-hmm. months after I had the the, the the first couple of songs planned out, and and I loved the album, and I was uh, kind of shocked that he was making this sort of music because it sounded so much like the album that I was imagining at that point, which I had no idea he was doing. So yeah, I, I can, uh, I can, I can see why, uh, why you would imagine a, a correlation. He's I mean, definitely a huge influence on there, me. There's, there's also these, you know, these, um, samples of nature with the, with the birds and, and, and water flowing and stuff, which just, you know, creates images in your head and um that's that's also in some parts of empath but still i feel um yeah you tea room still gives me more of an experimental feel than Mm, yeah definitely (laughs) um cure is mainly your own project with with you handling almost everything but there's a couple of other people also involved uh, with the instrumental part of this album, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of other people involved, actually. Yeah. So I had uh, tell us. I had I had two drummers. I had Marcel de Sable and uh, and and uh, Tim Garçon. I had um, I had uh, Luca de la Rosa from uh, the Arctic Project playing. Uh, lead guitar on one track i had my dad and my brother doing backing vocals for me <laughs> uh i had uh i had a bunch of friends come into the studio and uh, and do sort of um uh stadium choirs you know the the, the last song on the record uh, i am cure there's a sort of uh of like stadium ambience in the background going whoa 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 and that was uh, that was five friends of mine that I got into a, a, a studio cabin and did eighty takes for that. Wow! Um, <laughs> I, I had people help me with the uh, with the recording and and mixing of the record. I had my buddy Matteo uh, helping me record the drums. I had uh, my mentor Pierre van der Vetter at Studio La Canal help me mix, and he also mastered the record. Uh, yeah, we this time it was quite a team. <laughs> um i'm i'm super intrigued to listen back now i mean i would i would be without our conversation here because it's so it has this unusual and experimental feel um but now with you explaining a little bit that there is actually very very uh traditional song structures to be found if you're just looking mm-hmm. I, I will listen back with a, with a with a different mindset of course uh, so that's gonna be very, very, very interesting. Um, moving on to the to the to the other part, to the to the philosophical part, um, which uh, oh, which kind of um, yeah, it 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 feels also a lot, yeah, like from from the from the onset, it feels a lot more personal or like. Yeah, moving away from fantasy stuff, and then this is like suddenly, mm, yeah. Okay, this is this is like real life personal stuff. Yeah. Um, but and, not in the sense like real life, like 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 boring nine to five. You know, it's like 
It's yeah. Like, it's like, you know, fantasy is cool because yeah. you can imagine all sorts of stuff with fantasy. But there's a level of detail to real life, which is in a sense even more fantastic, fantastic than anything else. You can go infinitely deep into into anything, into any into any object, into any situation, to any thought. And and that's the sort of of richness that that I thought I would uh, try to put into music with with this record. It's like the um, the, um, the sense of of clarity that you you get into with um, certain moments in your life. You know, moments that feel powerful. Moments when you feel yourself, and you look at things around you, and they seem clear and 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 detailed, as opposed to when you're just grinding, you know, and in your own head, and thinking recurrent stuff. There's um, there's a quality to life when you're just present. That feels fantastical and magic and that's the feeling that that's that's a feeling that i didn't know mm-hmm. years ago when i met patrika for example i had not had these types of experience and so my reference point for something grandiose was something imaginary but now that i have had moments like this on my on my birthday, for example, the day that I wrote "I'm Kill," where stuff just seems to align in my head. I mm-hmm. thought that's the kind of feeling that I want to put into my music. That's loving yourself, healing, and clarity. Yeah. It it, it it definitely give, gives gives off these vibes also with 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 the um, with the all the ambient um, samples that are going on especially in I am cure and and in connection with the artwork which 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 has like some some Asian um, vibes with the with the structures I feel like it's a like you know Buddhist enlightenment or something. Um, I, I imagine like you you coming mm. me, meeting 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 Marta is I I I picture it like you know arriving at like high in the mountains in some Buddhist um, monastery or something. Look, look, man! I gotta <laughs> tell you all about it because it's a, it's a true story. The meeting of Marta. It's a girl that I really met, but I'm I'm running low on battery, so maybe I should run <laughs> home and and plug my cell phone, and we'll pick it up from there. Uh, okay, sure. We, we we can do that. So, um, Marta, Marta is a girl I met um, as we were we were traveling with my buddies. We were on a road trip, and uh, we went to Germany, went to Switzerland, Austria, and at some point we stopped in uh, Torino in Italy, and it was about sundown. And we were visiting a church, um, 
the Grand Madre de Dio Church in Turin. And there was a girl. She was, she said she was praying. She was playing a, um, a, a Tibetan ball on, uh, on um, she was sitting against a column next to the, to the, to the front door. And I stopped and listened to her and then, and then went and talked. And we talked for a very short period of time, uh, which is just about the, the, um, like the, the dialogue that, that we have on the, on the album, which by the way was, uh, was uh, enacted by me and my girlfriend, <laughs> Sally. Um, this is, uh, uh, as good as I can remember, that's what, I told, that's what we talked about with Marta. It was very, very short. But I had the, the feeling of having met a saint. And that girl was my age, and she was dressed in sort of street clothing, but with, um, uh, you know, the sort of um, uh, traditional, I don't know how you, you would call it, you know, uh, the, 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 the cloth that yogis put around their heads or, or sadhus in India. Um, look, man, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but it was shocking. Like to look into those, look into those eyes, and it's it's like in fifteen seconds, it's like that girl knew who I was, knew what I was up to, and knew that I was in pain, and cared so deeply about me, and we shook hands before I went, and she fucking crushed it. She crushed my hands, looking into my eyes, and said. I said, take care. And she said, you too. And wow. she wasn't kidding. Wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's very, very fascinating. And um, again, I will listen to this song differently, of course, now when I will listen back. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm super intrigued to to discover more more of tea room to listen again and again because it's hey, by the way there's a lot of stuff to be discovered in tea room <laughs> especially uh, easter eggs man yes this... i i noticed that, that that there's some melodies returning from petricor and some melodies returning from other songs of the album yeah from hive mind too Oh well, yeah, I'm not that familiar. Yeah. I, I listened a couple of times to Hive Mind and really enjoyed it, but I don't have. I know, I, I know, very few people. I, I don't uh, know it by heart. Recognized but, by heart. But actually, as much. There, yeah. there's um, there was a song called "Dead Tree Seeds" in in Hive Mind, and if you listen to that song, there's like 30 seconds of that exact same song in Tea Room with um, updated lyrics. Ah, and, and other stuff. Many many other easter eggs to be discovered <laughs> cool man um teasing my shit right here <laughs> <laughs> before i let you go we have a little section at the end of our interviews that we call what's in your walkman so we like to ask our guests oh, what yeah. they've been listening to you already oh, do you want me to open my spotify you might be surprised You already mentioned that the only kind of prog and metal artist that you listen to, still listening to on a daily basis, is Devon. 
Well, we are we are super intrigued also about stuff that is not prog or not metal. Our interviewees uh, listen to. So look, uh, I'm I'm going to tell you I'm uh, I'm uh, building a playlist for me on Spotify, which I called La Playlist qui tue, which means in French uh, the, the 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 killing playlist, the, the fucking great playlist. And here's what <laughs> I got uh, inside going on. I got uh, Travis Scott, The Jackson Five, ACDC. Valentino Khan, uh, Cast, and Viper Diver, which are uh, a sort of uh, indie industrial techno artists. Uh, Jay-Z, I got Queen, I got Flying Lotus, Tame Impala, and King Cruel. I've also been listening to a lot of uh, Louis Cole lately. <laughs> That's very, very, a very eclectic and, and diverse mix. Um, yeah, my my entry for what's in your Walkman this week or for this episode would be also a French band, and they are called Bruit. Um, so noise. We talked about yeah. their new album uh, at the last in Friday top five, and it's called "The Machine Is Burning," and we know it could happen again, and it's absolutely mind blowing stuff. Um, I'll be sure to check it out. <laughs> and the, the the other French um, French band I've been listening to lately, uh, you met you just mentioned um, Flying Lotus. Um, there's another French band with Lotus in their name that I've been listening to, and <laughs> it is. Let me check. There's there's a, a a couple of Lotus bands out there, and the band I'm referring to is Lotus Titan. They released their um, debut album Odyssey a couple of weeks ago, and we also talked about it on our Friday Top Five. Um, also, crazy and and experimental stuff. They call it uh, rock libre, and um, you should definitely check it out as well. And I would be very, very intrigued what you think about it. Um, so yeah, two, two French recommendations from me uh, today. Um, the third one or the main one being, of course, the new Kyo album, Tea Room, uh, which is dropping on Wednesday, um, April 7th. Um, this episode is going to drop on, on the Monday before and also there's going to be the second single Underworld out on that day um, through our friends at the Prox Space. Thank you, um, Kior, for taking the time. Um, hey man, it was so nice chatting with you. <laughs> and um, yeah, once again, and, and with, with that story of Marta in mind, um, please take care of yourselves take care of your loved ones and keep listening to great music and the podcast. Progcast is a Stuist Media podcast follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Progcast Podcast 
To learn more about Stuist Media, check out stuistmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday, and don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite albums that drop that week. See you next time, Prog fam. Thank you.